Introduction to Old Peter's Russian Tales by Arthur Ransom. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For further information, or to volunteer, please go to LibriVox.org. Reading by Andy Minter. Old Peter's Russian Tales by Arthur Ransom. Note. The stories in this book are those that Russian peasants tell their children and each other. In Russia hardly anybody is too old for fairy stories, and I have even heard soldiers on their way to the war talking of very wise and very beautiful princesses as they drank their tea by the side of the road. I think there must be more fairy stories told in Russia than anywhere else in the world. In this book are a few of those I like best. I have taken my own way with them, more or less writing them mostly from memory. They, or versions like them, are to be found in the coloured chapbooks, in Afanasyev's great collection, or in solemn, serious volumes of folklorists, writing for the learned. My book is not for the learned, or indeed for grown-up people at all. No people who really like fairy stories ever grow up altogether. This is a book written far away in Russia for English children who play in deep lanes with wild roses above them in the high hedges, or by the small singing becks that dance down the grey fells at home. Russian fairyland is quite different. Under my windows the wavelets of the Volkov, which has its part in one of the stories, are beating quietly in the dusk. A gold light burns on a timber raft floating down the river. Beyond the river, in the blue midsummer twilight, are the broad Russian plain and the distant forest. Somewhere in that forest of great trees, a forest so big that the forests of England are little woods beside it, is the hut where old Peter sits at night and tells these stories to his grandchildren. Arthur Ransom, Vergeza THE HUT IN THE FOREST Outside in the forest there was deep snow. The white snow had crusted the branches of the pine-trees, and piled itself up them till they bent under its weight. Now and then a snow-laden branch would bend too far, and huge lumps of snow fell crashing to the ground under the trees. Then the branch would swing up, and the snow covered it again with a cold white burden. Sitting in the hut you could hear the crashing again and again out in the forest, as the tired branches flung down their loads of snow. Yes, and now and then there was the howling of wolves far away. Little Marusha heard them, and thought of them out there in the dark as they galloped over the snow. She sat closer to Vanya, her brother, and they were both as near as they could get to the door of the stove, where they could see the red fire burning busily keeping the whole hut warm. The stove filled a quarter of the hut, but that was because it was a bed as well. There were blankets on it, and in those blankets Vanya and Marusha rolled up and went to sleep at night, as warm as little baking cakes. The hut was made of pine logs, cut from the forest. You could see the marks of the axe. Old Peter was the grandfather of Marusha and Vanya, he lived alone with them in the hut in the forest, because their father and mother were both dead. Marusha and Vanya could hardly remember them, and they were very happy with old Peter, who was very kind to them, 
and did all he could to keep them warm and well-fed. He let them help him in everything, even in stuffing the windows with moss to keep the cold out when the winter began. The moss kept the light out too, but that did not matter. It would be all the jollier in the spring when the sun came pouring in. Beside old Peter and Marusha and Vanya, there were Vladimir and Bayan. Vladimir was a cat, a big black cat, as stately as an emperor, and just now he was lying in Vanya's arms fast asleep. Bayan was a dog, a tall grey wolf-dog. He could jump over the table with a single bound. When he was in the hut, he usually lay underneath the table, because that was the only place where he could lie without being in the way. And, of course, at meal-times he was in the way even then. Just now he was out with old Peter. "'I wonder what story it will be to-night,' said Marusha. "'So do I,' said Vanya. "'I wish they'd be quick and come back.' Vladimir stirred suddenly in Vanya's lap and a minute later they heard the scrunch of boots in the snow, and the stamping of old Peter's feet trying to get the snow off his boots. Then the door opened, and Bayan pushed his way in, and shook himself, and licked Marusha and Vanya, and startled Vladimir, and lay down under the table, and came out again because he was so pleased to be home. And old Peter came in after him with his gun on his back and a hair in his hand. He shook himself just like Bayan and the snow flew off like spray. He hung up his gun, flung the hare into the corner of the hut, and laughed. "'You're snug in here, little pigeons,' he said. Vanya and Marusha had jumped up to welcome him, and when he opened his big sheepskin coat they tumbled into it together and clung to his belt. Then he closed the big woolly coat over the top of them, and they squealed, and he opened it a little way and looked down at them over his beard and then closed it again for a moment, before letting them out. He did this every night, and Bayan always barked when they were shut up inside. Then old Peter took his big coat off, and lifted down the samovar from the shelf. The samovar is like a big tea-urn, with a red-hot fire in the middle of it, keeping the water boiling. It hums like a bee on the tea-table, and the steam rises in a little jet from a tiny hole in the top. The boiling water comes out of a tap at the bottom. Old Peter threw in the lighted sticks and charcoal, and made a draught to draw the heat, and then set the samovar on the table, with the little fire crackling in its inside. Then he cut some big lumps of black bread. Then he took a great saucepan full of soup that was simmering on the stove, and emptied it into a big wooden bowl. Then he went to the wall where on three nails hung three wooden spoons, deep like ladles. There were one big spoon for old Peter, and two little spoons, one for Vanya and one for Marusha. And all the time that old Peter was getting supper ready, he was answering questions and making jokes, old ones, of course, that he made every day, about how plump the children were, and how fat was better to eat than butter, and what the man in the moon said when he fell out, and what the wolf said, who caught his own tail, and ate himself up before he found out his mistake. And Vanya and Marusha danced about the hut and chuckled. Then they had supper, all three dipping their wooden spoons in the big bowl together, and eating a tremendous lot of black bread. And, of course, there were scraps for Vladimir and a bone for Bayan. After that they had tea with sugar, but no milk, because they were Russians and liked it that way. Then came the stories. 
Old Peter made another glass of tea for himself, not for the children. His throat was old, he said, and took a lot of keeping wet, and they were young, and would not sleep if they drank tea too near bedtime. Then he threw a log of wood into the stove. Then he lit a short little pipe, full of very strong tobacco, called machoca, which has a smell like hot tin. And he puffed, and the smoke got in his eyes, and he wiped them with the back of his big hand. All the time he was doing this, Vanya and Marusha were snuggling together close by the stove, thinking what story they would ask for, and listening to the crashing of the snow as it fell from the trees outside. Now that old Peter was at home, the noise made them feel comfortable and warm. Before, perhaps, it made them feel a little frightened. "'Well, little pigeons, little hawks, little bear-cubs, what is it to be?' said old Peter. "'We don't know,' said Marusha. "'Long hair, short sense, little she-pigeon,' said old Peter, "'all this time, and not thought of a story. "'Would you like the tale of the little snow-girl, "'who was not loved so much as a hen?' "'Not to-night, grandfather,' said Vanya. "'We'd like that tale when the snow melts,' said Marusha. "'To-night we'd like a story we've never heard before,' said Vanya. "'Very well,' said old Peter, "'combing his great grey beard with his fingers.' and looking out at them with twinkling eyes from under his big bushy eyebrows. "'Have I ever told you the story of the silver saucer and the transparent apple?' "'No, never!' cried Vanya and Marusha at once. Old Peter took a last pull at his pipe, and Vanya and Marusha wriggled with excitement. Then he drank a sip of tea, and then he began. End of The Hut in the Forest